Welcome to the Marshall Pro Podcast, brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers in a catching up with episode, your reigning, defending 2019 IMSA DPI co-champion, Dane Cameron. Known Dane since he was about two years old, some of you might know, and beyond knowing the kid and his family forever, really appreciate the fact that it's flown under the radar how this young American, now a three-time IMSA champion, IMSA has been in existence in its modern form for six years. Dane has captured titles in three different categories over that time span, including the most recent 2019 Acura Team Penske ARX05 with his teammate Juan Montoya. So wanting to speak with Dane, getting ready for the 2020 season as they look to try and retain that title, but look back at the year that was just completed, his relationship with Montoya, the effectiveness those two have offered, how admittedly with a teammate of such big name and stature and achievement known for being the fastest and bravest among the brave, now Dane has measured up as his teammate. There's no A player and B player. These guys have demonstrated they are one another's equal. Wanted to get into that with him. Also wanted to wind back a little bit to the debut season for the ARX05 program and how 2018 did not go according to plan, at least in terms of getting into victory lane. So all manner of things, always fun to speak with Dane and he has fun. A good guy, good character and doesn't mind giving good old JPM a tough time along with me as well. That's what makes for fun conversations. So let's get going with your man, Northern California's Dane Cameron getting ready to go and try and win one of the big races for RP and Acura here in IMSA's WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Once again, brought to you by Cooper Tires and the Justice Brothers on the Marshall Pro Podcast. Dane Cameron, 2019 IMSA DPI champion, 2016 IMSA prototype champion, 2014 IMSA GT Daytona champion, Three titles, my man, in a very compressed amount of time in the new era IMSA. I don't know if I have a really hard-hitting, intelligent question to ask to start, but I do know that your achievements in terms of winning championships in three very different types of cars and classes is something that has not received the amount of attention and praise it deserves. What says you? <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, the, they all kind of just come a little bit differently, I guess, or you're just sort of doing your doing your deal throughout the year, and um, you don't really think much of it until you kind of get to the end, and then you kind of go to the next one and to the next one. And, yeah, the kind of the weight of the third one definitely feels, uh, you know, even more special than the other two. Uh, and cool to have them in all the different types of cars and different categories as well is, is pretty cool as well. Um, and different teams as well from, from that respect. So yeah, usually kind of a lot of times when you have a multi deal, it's, 
because you're in the right team in the right category, right car for a number of years. And you're able to kind of Scott Dixon, the thing to death and just sort of, you know, back to back to back. Cause you have the same group of people around you and rebuild. So it's, uh, I don't know if it's more unique or different or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, to do it all with different teammates, different groups of people, different types of cars. Uh, you know, I don't know, but definitely, you know, been in the right places in the right times the last number of years with, with top teams and top teammates to, to make it work. And, um, yeah, it seemed, seemed like it was going to take a while or even, I mean, honestly, my first few years in sports cars were really nothing traumatic happened, nothing that special happened, even just to get race wins or, or podiums were honestly pretty, pretty scarce. And, you know, there was kind of a time for sure, probably around, I don't know, 2010 or between 2010 and 12, where I probably, you, know, you think maybe this might not ever happen. Maybe I might not ever get to, you know, top teams or, or, uh, or get a chance to win championships or whatever after, you know, a few years in sports cars kind of thing. So not to be, uh, you know, in, in all the top teams and, and winning, you know, three in the last six is, uh, is kind of pretty incredible how that sort of turned around from, I guess, the start of this, this decade to the end of it. I'm recalling, I believe, a red Genoa racing LMPC car in there somewhere. Um, yeah. Team Salins, uh, hot dog yeah. related yeah, uh, two year two years there in gt and prototype only a couple of races with the napster in his car but you know we won and had some poles and uh i was at racer's edge it was my first time in sports cars and, yep. and the mazda uh dempsey in a mazda and then some other little lmp2 outings with them and pc outings um and then really at yeah salem's was kind of the last place i was before before i went to turner but you know, I was I was under contract for 2014 to be with Salins until they decided to pull the plug on their prototype program. Um, you know, before I ended up at Turner because Will hadn't really decided what to do since you know now was one series. Uh, you know, there was kind of a lack of BMW guys at that time for him to be handed. Basically, like you had to always had the Auburns and Joey's been supplied by BMW, and um, he kind of hadn't really got around to figuring out what he was going to do without one of those guys. Uh, so that was really kind of pretty fortunate um to be able to get that opportunity at that time pretty late in the going so before we get to your 2019 achievements with Acura team penske and not just my favorite colombian but one of my favorite human beings of all time mr it is what it is juan montoya <laughs> himself i appreciate dane about your first two championships that they were earned in pro-am dynamics right with uh with the gtd title you were the pro in that relationship and with eric curran and this is no disrespect to eric eric is as performs like a pro uh is has the success to back that assertion up that he's a pro but he's also again someone who started at i believe the age of 24 25 uh and you know really earned his way, worked his way to where he was compared to folks like you who seemingly were carting in the womb, uh, getting ready for a professional career. But these first two titles, again, earned with drivers who you were the recognized leader, often the mentor or coach, not necessarily in a dynamic where it was two established name pros taking on other uh, established pros. What does that, how does that resonate with you knowing that just simply driving the car and nothing more 
really wasn't part of the equation or even option getting to those first two titles. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it was a little bit different because you were kind of always always finishing the races and those other two dynamics, um, you know, for sure. And uh, when I was with Eric, you know, it was sort of helping him get up to speed a little bit more with the prototypes. And you know, I think he definitely really impressed everyone with how well he took to them, you know, Amazing. kind of being, uh, so, spending so much time in touring cars and GTs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a little bit different. And then you come to a place like, you know, Team Penske and driver the guy like Montoya who's sort of done everything and um, is uh, a strong personality, let's say, <laughs> with a laugh. And, uh, yeah, he just wasn't really quite sure how that was all. Um, going to go as far as, as far as that. And you never know anytime you go with a new teammate and a new dynamic, you don't know how, um, kind of that, or maybe sharing the workload, if you like, for car setup and, and stuff like that, how that's going to go or, um, you know, balancing the different traits between the drivers. You're never quite sure how that's all going to, how that's all kind of going to play out. So I knew with Juan, I was going to have somebody that was super, super quick. Um, you know, it was more about just how, how well we were going to fit together. I think neither of us really knew. He didn't really know much about me. Um, you know, I knew that he could be a pain in the ass, but I, I knew he was really fast. Um, so I think, but honestly, that's turned out for us to fit super well together. And I think that was really a lot of our strength this year. Um, but it was just uh, a little bit different. And by the time we got to this year after our 18 deal, I think by the time I got to 18, we knew that we could trust each other to do the job. Um, it was definitely a little more painful being out of the car, kind of after spending most of your career, you know, knowing you were kind of always going to finish to like doing like we did this year where we were trading off and some weekends I started, some weekends he started because we felt like we were quite equal. So it's definitely the time goes by a hell of a lot slower when you're um, sitting on the timing stand versus in the car in those closing stages for sure. So, uh, I mean, maybe that part was probably the most different, feeling like you um, weren't always going to be the guy to finish the races and, and kind of that was okay because you knew that both of you could kind of get the job done. That was probably the most different thing about about the year. Um, and just honestly the building the working relationship with Juan that's turned out to be super fun uh, for both of us to where we can fully trust each other to get the most out of the, the package what was different I know you've been asked this a thousand times but what was different about your 2019 season together compared to 2018 it, it looked like compared to your teammates uh, Ricky Taylor and Elio Castroneves it looked like Ricky and Elio seemed to find whatever that, that thing was between them a little bit sooner uh, with the start of this Team Penske Acura Air X05 program in 2018. I don't know if that's true. I just know that if I look from year to year, uh, this Cameron-JPM combination, man, that, that thing was really starting to hum very, very early into the year. Yeah, for sure. I think we came out a lot stronger. For for me, I felt like it took me a little bit of time to get get my footing in the, in the program. You know, on such a big team, um, and you're kind of the newest the newest guy um, for sure, Ricky and I. So you're just trying to find your way a little bit, uh, kind of. And for me, just trying to get what I needed out of the car. I didn't really have that at the beginning of eighteen. I just didn't have the feel that I was looking for in the car. Um, that started to come a little bit more towards the end of end of eighteen, and, and Juan and I were fast. We had a ton of races the year before. It just didn't just didn't really come together 
you know, I did kind of a crap job a few times in qualifying the few year, the year before and we missed out on some opportunities to get a pole and that kind of thing. So it just didn't really, just didn't really come together. It wasn't really so much that it wasn't there. It just, it just didn't really work out. It was just kind of one of those years. So, um, which, you know, you'll kind of have that, but at the same time, that's not what you go to team Penske for is to have one of the kind of those years. It just, everything's a little bit off. Um, so we just spent a ton of time over the off season, figuring out what it was that we needed and how to get the best out of everybody. I was a lot more comfortable. I think the tire helped our car. And I think Juan and I really found a good kind of sweet spot between what we wanted. And we came more together as far as what we wanted from the car. So that was helpful. Um, and I think we found a really good balance for qualifying cars versus race cars. And I think Juan came a long way as far as understanding the dynamic for the race weekends and the traffic and that kind of stuff. He, he made some good progress there. So, you know, so it was a lot less contact from the both of us uh, in traffics and that kind of thing. So um, I think he had his head around it a lot better in year two, you know, as well. So obviously he's done a lot of endurance racing, but not, not full season. And, you know, some of the tracks are really difficult to manage traffic wise. So um, really just having that year under the belt for everybody kind of helped a lot. And I think the bond between Juan, myself and, and our race engineer, Jonathan Duguid, um, you know, really got a lot stronger from that end of 18 to start of 19 and we were able to kind of come out swinging even though we you know we kind of burned uh, figuratively in the first two races and didn't do so great in those first two enduros we came on super strong after that and uh and had a really nice kind of rhythm going and, and everything just seemed to kind of fall our way and um you know after the year before where it kind of just didn't you this is meant to embarrass you uh so <laughs> as a kid growing up at sears point uh obviously wanting to have a, a career in motor racing, you get paired with one of a uh, driver who we're going to look back on this era in Montoya and say one of the true, true greats. I mean, this is a guy who ran Schumacher to the brink of a championship in formula one, two time Indy 500 winner cart champion in one of its fiercest seasons of competition, so on and so forth, right? Just, known for being one of the fastest human beings on the planet. Do you ever let it resonate, the fact that despite this guy being an icon of motor racing internationally, you can do more than just hang with JPM. Um, You can match, if not exceed at times. I mean, just in terms of a personal measurement, you ever let that sink in like, holy crap, uh, I'm not exactly having to draft behind this guy. (laughs) <laughs> hoping to measure up one day uh, what's it been like knowing that okay this might be a cool little thing uh just for me to know internally yeah i mean like you say definitely the guys achieved about everything in in cars that have four wheels for sure so uh yeah it's you don't you never really know i think that kind of goes in general in motorsport like you see people in different forms and you just you never really know how good that guy is or this guy is it's always really hard to get that you know, fair comparison for sure. Um, and you always kind of wonder what, what makes some of those guys really special, right? You know, so, um, it's been really cool to see, you know, firsthand what makes him so special. And then to know that you can kind of be there and beat the guy from time to time or on, on the right days, you know, you can, you can beat him and or equal and, and, uh, you know, even more from that to have the guys trust that, uh, you know, he's happy to turn the car over to you and, and let you finish the job for sure is, uh, it's a pretty cool feeling for sure. Uh, when you grow up kind of watching guys like that, um, you know, uh, and 
also makes you wonder that, yeah, the guy must have been just, I mean, he's what, 44, 45 now, and he's still he's still quick as about anybody. So the guy must have just been a monster when he was uh, in the champ car F1 days, you know, for sure. But it's, it's really cool to see what makes a guy tick. And um, I think like his lap at Detroit in qualifying will be one of those ones that I always kind of remember that just he pulls out of his ass as a kind of normal or a standard Montoya lap that starts moaning that he can't go any faster, can't go any faster, and then finds about five or six tenths in one lap and goes P1, you know? So that's kind of, you can definitely see the magic is, is there, you know, for sure. So, uh, it's, and honestly, it's been just really fun to be with the guy. And I think for both of us, uh, that's kind of a key word. I think for, you know, if we're not enjoying ourselves and enjoying the environment, I don't think either of us really perform at our best. So, uh, I think that really kind of has made our pairing really strong because we both want to win as bad as anybody for sure, but we try to do it with a bit of a smile and, uh, and have some fun at the same time. So I think that's really, really worked out uh, better than I would have imagined when you, when you first get paired with a guy, you're never really sure what it's going to be like or, uh, how it was going to go for sure. Let's close on this thing. So Roger Penske, well, he now has IndyCar and Indy. Indianapolis Motor Speedway, but at least when you went into this season, he had yet to acquire those things. But yeah. Roger has had a successful championship-winning IndyCar team forever, NASCAR as well, uh, down under in the Australian Supercars series. He's been in many series, achieving a lot of success. The one that he's wanted to get back to, though, I would say more than anything and also where his heart i think lies as well more than just about anywhere is sports cars so being able to come back with a factory program with acura in 2018 and in the second year to deliver a championship for acura i know how much that meant and means to the captain share some thoughts about being the guy to facilitate that knowing that at the end of Petit Le Mans, you're able to see Roger, you and Juan, and your crazy French endurance teammate Simon Pagano. You're able to stand in front of Roger knowing that you delivered something that means more to him than all, almost anything. What does that feel like? What's that interaction like with Roger? Yeah, I don't know if anything means more than the 500 to, to Roger for sure. But as you say, definitely sports car racing is, was kind of the foundation of, of Penske racing and obviously Roger's history as a driver, which a lot of people have kind of forgotten for sure, you know, at this stage, but he was very successful, very prominent sports car driver in his own right. So, um, and also the number, you know, number six is a big number in the sports car realm for, for team Penske. So, kind of to carry that number in one of his cars and, you know, to get the nod just to be a part of the program was really special. And, and then, you know, when you come to the program and the partners with Acura and the people that were at play that it's kind of what's expected. So part of you, you know, is just relieved in a way because you know, you've kind of achieved what was expected all along. And then the other part is just uh, definitely like an immense, you know, satisfaction to be able to deliver it to them. Um, because you know how disappointing it would have been, you know, across the board if, if we would not have been able to achieve that. So, uh, it's a bit of mixed emotion for sure on a, you know, happiness and satisfaction and a, and a bit of relief <laughs> as well. Wow. Take, uh, maybe a little bit of the pressure off for sure. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's nice to, it's just such a nice feeling to get it done because you were brought there. 
you brought there because you're one of the guys you thought you could get it done and to be the guy to be, that played a you know 50% role with Montoya if you want to call it that to deliver that to him is just so satisfying for sure so hopefully uh, you know going to next year we can get some of the big ticket races that's definitely the the main focus in the in the building for sure and you know Daytona is one of the few things that I'm still missing so that's kind of the big, uh, the big ticket item as we move into 2020. But it's nice to at least have the championship off the table. If, uh, if nothing else, we know we were able to get that done. If, um, you know, throughout the lifespan of this program, but for sure, you know, he hasn't, or anytime he's come into sports car racing, it's been successful or anything the guy does has been successful. So there's kind of a, you always feel like there's this huge expectation to just to win everything, you know, to always be winning and to win championships and things like that. It's just, it's just what's expected. So it's, uh, definitely a, a nice feeling of relief and, uh, you know, definitely pride to, uh, to be able to get it done. He might've been 50% of the driver duo with Montoya, but only 10% of the body fat, uh, <laughs> Dane Cameron boys and girls. <laughs> I mean, look, when Montoya starting to look like me, we got problems. All right. And, oh, but I don't know. I eat healthy and oh, it's just, I, I work out. I go brother. Yeah. All right. So that, I guess that's what I'll, oh yeah. Not been working out. Granted, it's mostly with my hands putting, stuffing food into my face, but I guess that's technically a form of working out Montoya. Oh, what a mess. What a guy. 